Hi, everyone, and welcome to Las Musas podcast. My name is Ana Siqueira, and I'm the author of Bella's Recipe for Success. Today, I'm joined by Ilda Burgos and Gloria Amesqua. And today, on this episode of the View Diaries Picture Book Edition, uh, we will be talking about revisions. Ilda, can you please start us off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your book? Sure. My name is Hilda Eunice Burgos, and I am the author of two middle grade novels and also my debut picture book, The Cot in the Living Room, comes out on June 1st of this year. It is illustrated by Gabby D'Alessandro, and the publisher is Coquila Books, which is an imprint of Penguin Random House. The here's the description of the book. Night after night, a young girl watches her mommy set up a cot in the living room for guests in their Washington Heights apartment, like Raquel, who's boring, and Edgardo, who gets crumbs everywhere. She resents that they get the entire living room with a view of the George Washington Bridge, while all she gets is a tiny bedroom with a view of her sister, who snores. Until one night when no one comes, and it's finally her chance. But as it turns out, sleeping on the cot in the living room isn't all she thought it would be. The cot in the living room is a celebration of the ways the Dominican American community takes care of one another while showing young readers that sometimes the best way to be a better neighbor is by imagining how it feels to spend a night sleeping on someone else's pillow. Thank you so much. It sounds amazing. Gloria, can you tell us a little bit about your book? Sure. Hi, everyone. I can't wait to share my book and my debut process with you. My picture book biography is Child of the Flower Song People, Luz Jimenez, Daughter of the Nahua. I'm going to read the description. As a young Nahua girl in Mexico during the early 1900s, Luz learned how to grind corn in a metate, to twist yarn with her toes, and to weave on a loom. By the fire at night, she listened to stories of her community's joys, suffering, and survival, and wove them into her heart. But when the Mexican Revolution came to her village, Luz and her family were forced to flee and start a new life. In Mexico City, Luz became a model for painters, sculptors, and photographers, such as Diego Rivera, Jean, Jean Charlot and Tina Modati. These artists were interested in showing the true face of Mexico and not a European version. Through her work, Luz found a way to preserve her people's culture by sharing her native language, stories, and traditions while she posed. Soon scholars came to learn from her. This moving, beautifully illustrated biography tells the remarkable story of how model and teacher Luz Jimenez became the soul of Mexico, a living link between the indigenous Nahua and the rest of the world. Through her deep pride in her roots and her unshakable spirit, the world came to recognize the beauty and strength of her people. I'm very excited that Duncan Tonatiu is the illustrator. Child of the Flower Song is written in verse and comes out August 17, 2021 from Abrams Books. Wow, I can't wait to read it. Okay, I'll tell you guys a little bit about my book called Bella's Recipe for Success, illustrated by Geraldine Rodriguez from Beaming Books, coming on July 13th, 2021. 
So I'm going to read the description. Bea wants to find out what she's good at, but she quits everything she barely tries because she's a disaster. Her somersaults are like hirafas rolling downhill. Her piano playing like elephant feet. When she decides to learn how to bake with her abuela, her first attempt at dulce de leche frosting looks like cocodrilo skin. She must learn it's okay to try again or she won't be good at anything. Pepper with Spanish vocabulary and set in an intergenerational Latinx home, Bea's recipe for success will show all kids the value of practicing to learn a new skill and that is okay to make mistakes along the way. Okay, so now let's go to our question number one. How long was it between the contract and the first editorial letter? And what was your first ed edit letter like from your editor? How did you feel about it, Ilda? Well, I actually received my first editorial notes and line edits together about two weeks after I had accepted the offer but I was still negotiating the contract and hadn't even signed it yet when I received those first notes. But, you know, my editor was eager to get going and so was I. So we went ahead and the notes were, the first edit letter, I guess, was a one page email with line edits attached. And, you know, compared with the middle grade editorial letters, which, you know, were like between 15 and 20 page later, pages wow. long, it seems very, very short. Um, but still, I had to think through every comment and I had to think about how to address them. Because the fact that picture books are so short means that every single word has to be thought through and deliberately included. So, you know, the picture book editor gave me a lot of really good things to think about and helped me improve the story significantly. So I was very grateful for those comments. Thank you. What about you, Gloria? Well, I think that perhaps we have different experiences and uh, it might be because uh, mine was a biography, but I'm not sure since this is my debut. Uh, it was about three months between the contract and the first editorial letter. And um, I felt that my editor and I were both working to improve the story. He made me feel that I could reach out to him at any time. He was very positive about my story and what it meant to have stories like that of Lucy Jimenez, Jimenez uh, celebrating people who had made a difference. So, um, you know, I really just felt like we were working towards the same goal. So I felt good about it. Well, thank you, Gloria. For me, it depends. I have three different... Um editors to different publishers. For the, for Bayes, it took me a while too. I signed the contract and it took a while because she said there wouldn't be that many changes, just basically just line edits, no um, developmental edits or big picture edits. Uh, for my other ones, um, one of them, I haven't signed the contract and I already finished all the editings. So I think it also depends on the, the publisher, the editor, it, it might change uh, from, from one to another. But so far, all my experience have been very positive too. For question number two, how would you describe your edit editor's editorial style and what do you like most about it, Ilda? 
So I have two editors because one has edited my two middle grade books and the other one's my picture book. Um, one thing they both have in common is that they are detail oriented. And I really like that because I am also detail oriented. Um, another similarity they both have is that they make general suggestions and let me come up with the specific words to put into my books myself. And that's a really good trait in an editor because it's very difficult for an author to give up control. And my editors have never asked me to do that. So I really appreciate that. And the other thing too, is that I think like with my picture book editor, she was very flexible in her style in that when I first started working with her, the first thing she did was she set up a call with me and said, these are the different ways that I can provide comments and edits to you. Which do you prefer? Do you want to have line edits? Would you rather just have an email? Would you rather talk them through? And, you know, and I told her I wanted them written. And so basically she sort of adapted her style to what was good for me. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, it's nice. And Gloria, how was your experience? Uh, my editor really worked with me. Um, just like what Ilda said, um, he first asked how I would prefer to get um, his uh, suggestions, his uh, um, comments, and uh, I uh, chose that he would put uh, it in the document itself rather than a separate email, but although he did make some general comments in the email. Um, he made suggestions for changes, but he wanted me to stand up for something if I felt strongly about it. Uh, in his first email, he included that he might have cut out some things that were historically important or left out context. So he wanted me to ask him any questions I had. And I had, and I did have a lot of questions and asked him for a phone conversation, which we had and really helped. I sent him a list of my questions and comments before we spoke. So that helped him know what I was going to be asking. And it was a back and forth process and I really liked it. Um, it he also, as Ilda said, was um, giving me suggestions, but, but I was the one that was actually going to rewrite it. There were a few occasions when he made a suggestion of how it could go, but um, mostly it was not. Okay, well, for my first book uh, from Beaming Books, Naomi is the editor. Um, I really like, like she, we just had a few changes in line editing, but we also talk on the phone because we have some questions about the recipe, which recipe we were gonna use. I have some different options of um, for a recipe that Bay is gonna be um, baking at the end. So I think she was very respectful too, that she wanted to talk to me and see if it would be better to, to change the recipe. And we talk about the different options. So I really like that she, um, as for my feedback and didn't impose anything. We had a collaboration too. And I felt like that with all the editors, like they, as Ilda said, they will suggest, they will say, well, I think like for my book, Bruja, uh, If a Babysit is a Bruja that comes in 2022, my editor for Simon Kids, she said, I want her to be more active. I want her to do more than just be looking and receiving the action. So, 
but I was the one who also made the decisions how I was gonna adapt that to her vision. And, you know, so I really enjoy uh, all my three editors so far. They are very respectful. They um, collaborate with you. They expect you to come up with solutions. And it is a, it's a, it's a good process. It's a good collaboration process. And Ilda, how many of rounds of edits did you complete? Since you completed middle grade and picture book, maybe you can even compare a little bit so we have an, an idea and how much time were you given to complete each round? Well, with the middle grade books, it's a much longer process. I think there were maybe two or three rounds of developmental edits and then you know, line edits and copy edits, which were provided at around the, at the same time, I believe. And the amount I had to complete each round for the middle grade books varied depending on how extensive the changes were. And each time my editor spoke with me about my schedule and how much time I needed. And we always ended up reaching an agreement. I wanted to make sure that I was not agreeing to a too tight deadline because I didn't want to end up having to miss a deadline, mm -hmm. but I was also eager to work on my books and get the revisions done. So, you know, although I have at times suggested a little bit more time than my editor was originally suggested, I haven't usually asked for very long extensions. Um, with the picture book, there were, you know, first one email with the developmental edits and I was given 60 days to get back with that revision. Mm -hmm. And the main reason for the 60 days was that I was also working on one of my middle grade books at the time. Mm -hmm. And so when I first even, you know, before even entering into the contract and I was talking to the picture book editor, I said to her, I've got this other deadline that I have to get to. So after that deadline, then I can get to the picture book. So that was the only reason why it was 60 days because that's actually probably a little long for a picture book. Um, and then with subsequent edits, it was a little bit less time. She also sent me the illustrator sketches once the illustrator was on board with notes that she and the art director were planning to send along to the illustrator and asked me if I had any additional notes and wanted them by a certain date because they needed to get back to the illustrator by that date in order to stay on schedule. And those were pretty short timeframes, maybe a week or two. But, you know, these dead, again, these deadlines were easy to meet since I was eager to delve into the sketches and review everything closely. And, you know, in terms of, I guess that's another thing about the editor's style or process is that you know, there's nothing in the contract that says that I can review all the sketches and have comments on them, but I was given the opportunity to do that. And I really appreciated that. Okay, great. Gloria, what about you? Um, I also, I had four rounds of edits and the first and second were about eight months apart. Although I don't think that's normal. The editor apologized for being late and getting back to me. The others were about four months apart. I didn't have deadlines except late in the process when the publisher and the marketing people decided the title didn't tell enough about what the story was about. And that's when my editor suggested adding Daughter of Anawa. That's why my book has such a long title. Um, 
just so you know, my book has had four titles, two with the agent and two with, uh, with my editor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't given deadlines for the line edits, except I think maybe one for the first one, but it was, um, I, I met it, you know, I wanted to make sure I met it. Um, but the others that were months apart, uh, mostly the, the first three, I would say, uh, were line edits, uh, you know, moving some things around, uh, cutting some things out. But uh, then the next one was um, really cutting the back matter and some line edits. Uh, so it, what, we were kind of finished with the actual text of the narrative. And then the, the copy edits had a turnaround of about five days, but I was required to do research on the back matter to explain. For example, the copy editor wasn't able to find a college I had referred to in the timeline. And I found that the college where Luce had taught uh, Nahuatl with Fernando Oracasitas had changed names. Mm -hmm. So that's why he couldn't find it. So they're checking every, everything about each thing you write, of course. And also some of my web bibliography citations were from the sites where I had found the articles, but they needed to be from the original articles that they were published in. So I will do that next time. But uh, other than that, you know, I think it was, it was good. It was, it's much longer than the normal picture book because it's a, a bibliography, I mean, a biography and uh, has bibliography, a lot of back matter. And um, it's a lot longer than the normal picture book. Yes, I can see that. It's a, a lot more work for the editing. Well, for me, um, it also depends, but mostly I had um, two, three rounds max. You know, like the first round would be the developmental if they want to change something. Um, like I said, uh, for my Bruja's book, she wanted her to be a little bit more active. So um, we did the developmental and then the line edit. But mostly like they would give me like 15 days and I would complete in a week because it wasn't anything too demanding or they would change the story too much. So normally, yeah, two weeks, three weeks for each round, two, three rounds. Um, so far, very easy, the process for me for editing for picture books. I can see the middle grade and biography is uh, much harder, but Everything easy peasy so far. Okay, then the next question. What was the most difficult part of the revision process for you, Ilda? I think the most difficult process for all of my books, both middle grade and the picture book, is just letting go of an idea or a character or even just a sentence or a metaphor that I had created and thought I loved and just had to have in my book. Because sometimes, you know, you do have to step back and look at your book more objectively and admit that, no, those ideas, characters, or words don't need to be there. And in fact, they shouldn't be there at all. And, you know, the editors are better able to see that and are better able to be objective about it and make those suggestions. But sometimes it's a little hard to accept that right away. Yes, it can be hard. And you, Gloria, what was um, the most difficult part of the revision process for you? Well, it's, it's uh, 
probably the same as what Ilda said. Um, I, I think the hardest part is cutting some parts that I really love, whether it was a visual thread or image that I had in it uh, or um, something that gave details I wanted in it. But I realized that my editor's eye was a good one in making sure kids would understand. Um, I usually tackle the easiest uh, things to change and then, then the hard ones so I can focus on them. Um, and, and I think I was, it's, some of it, it was really tough because you know you, you have an idea of what you want, but, but it's, it's letting go, as Ilda said, about some of that and realizing that we're working together to make it the best book possible. And, uh, and, and in, in some of the changes that were suggested, I was able to keep a couple of important details that I thought were important for the illustrator to have a clue as to what uh, you know wanted there and, and and it worked it worked I cut a lot but um, I kept some of those details and that and, and that was good it worked really well good for me I can yeah killing the darlings is always difficult if you have a scene that you really love it or a sentence or even a word that can be hard but for me I had so much fun with the revision process I cannot even say that I had any difficult parts so far with my books. You know, the suggestions, I really like the suggestions uh, that my, all my editors gave me and I really enjoy changing and seeing that the book, yeah, did get stronger, did get better. But there is always some things that you wish you didn't have to cut, but after a while you realize it was for the best. Okay, so now let's talk about the parts that you like about the editing process. What is, which part of the editing process do you like the best and why? Ilda? I think the part I like the best is the end. Um, the whole process is actually, as you were saying, Anna, the process is kind of fun. You know, you're creating the story, you're watching it take shape as you work on it and you know, you're collaborating with others to see it you know, take, take shape and become the story that you wanted to create and seeing it near the end and seeing what it looks like. And, you know, and sometimes, especially with a picture book that can be a little bit surprising. You know, there were things that my illustrator put in the book that I hadn't imagined and that really made it so much better. And so just seeing the whole, the whole thing just come, come to an end and become this real story after I had envisioned it is, that's my favorite part of it. Okay, Gloria, what about your favorite part? Um, I think it's the line edits. Um, I really didn't have any big revisions or anything and trying to come up with a way of doing what the editor is asking me to do, but also, you know, being sure that it's still my own. And I, I you know, I'd like trying that, that part of the revision is, a, is the fun part, as you've said. And um, um, yeah, the, the copy edits are not, it weren't anything that uh, that I would just say I love. It, it's a line and it's just making it better. It's trying to uh, mm -hmm. uh, streamline it and 
make it appeal to kids. Yes. Well, um, I really like uh, the first edit letter when they give us some ideas. I really like to have some ideas how to make my story um, stronger. So when they come up with that, uh, put more action or my, my other book, um, she asked me to change something at the end with the abuela. I really like it because they have a lot of great ideas, you know, and I like getting those ideas and trying to implement and change. I think I really love revisions. All my critique partners said that I love doing revisions because you can see, as Ilda said, your story is shaping up and you can see that it's getting better than you could expect with uh, this new idea. So I really like getting the first edit letter and working on uh, some big aspects of the story. I think it's, for me, is the most fun. So Ilda, what did you learn about yourself as a writer during the editorial process? I learned that I can work with others to create something very personal and unique to me. I've always thought of writing a book as an individual endeavor that no one else can or should help me with because the stories we write come from our hearts and are very personal to us. However, we can also collaborate with others to improve our delivery of these stories. And that collaboration doesn't have to feel intrusive, nor does it in any way hamper or diminish your story. In fact, it's usually a very positive thing. So yeah, I mean, I just, I, that's one thing that I learned. And my editor, my editors have done a lot to help me make my stories better. The illustrator did a lot to make the story better. And so I learned that that I can work, I can play well with others, <laughs> which I didn't really know I could do. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to discover. What about you, Gloria? Well, I've, I've come to realize that I can make the revisions I'm asked to do. And sometimes, you know, I'll be kind of reluctant because I didn't want to change something, you know, killing those darlings, like you said. But I've learned that I can cut, cut, cut especially back matter for biographies and I can put some of that on my website and, and and just as Ilda said I've learned that the editor is there really to make your story better and that his or her view is an experienced one so to be willing to be flexible and to uh, take other suggestions and as you said it's a it's a it's cooperative thing it's not just one person Yes, yes. Being flexible is very important. And I think that's one thing that I discover about myself. I'm very flexible. I'm very like, if they say, what if we, instead of doing this, we do that? And I'm always like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm not going to say I'm going to like it. I might not like it, but I'll try. And then after I try, I said, oh, yes, I do love it. You know, so I'm very flexible. And I really love trying new things. Okay, let's try with this new plot or let's try with this new addition or in, in my other case she want me to remove some of the scenes so I'm very flexible and I enjoy that process of just trying I go with that mind I'm gonna try if I don't like it then I will tell her oops no I didn't like it but I always end up liking it so I discovered that yeah, I'm very very flexible and I enjoy being able to work also with others but Ilda, what is something that you wish you would know about the editorial process before you started with that? 
With respect to the picture book editorial process, I don't think there I had any surprises. Um, as for the middle grade, well, well, as for the middle grade, I guess one thing I'm really glad that I knew is that I did hear that long editorial letters are the norm in middle grade mm. and YA books. So I'm glad that I heard that before I got that very first long letter. Otherwise I would have been very alarmed. <laughs> um, one thing I did not know though, was that that was just a first step and that the editorial process involves several rounds and that it can take a while. And while I didn't have any problem with the amount of time it took, I found that at every step, I, f I was stressing about getting everything perfect in that first revision, when in fact there were more to come, so I shouldn't have worried so much. And that's not to say that you should do a shoddy job with the first revision, but as writers, I think we always strive for our own version of perfection, even though perfection isn't really possible. But you know what I mean is that you can flag something for yourself and then just keep going with your revision and even go ahead and submit it to your editor with a note saying that you're still thinking about one thing. And you know the whole process is very collaborative as I know we've all said several times. And while you can't keep writing your book forever, you will have more opportunities to make changes and refinements. So there's no need to feel that your very first revision has to be your final one because it won't be. And even though it's a little faster with picture books, that's the case with them also. I mean, with, with my picture book, even after the illustrator was on board, we made some additional changes and kept improving the book. And so, you know, just, I guess the one thing I wish I had known is that it's not over when you think it's over, that it can continue for a little bit longer. It does have to end eventually, but... It can, continue it can continue a little bit longer than you think. Yes, eventual finish. Laura, what about your experience? Uh, well, mainly it's how long it takes because, of course, your book isn't the only one your editor is working on. I uh, also learned that sometimes an editor may move something and then later change it back. And uh, also that sometimes you can ask, uh, I asked about uh, not italicizing Spanish words and made my case, but you know, of course, you and I did. I said, you know, whatever the publisher decides is is okay. But um, at least I've made my case for not italicizing words. Is is happening more often. Um, I don't know how other people feel about it, but anyway, it ended up that they are italicized in my book because mm -hmm. that was a decision. Uh, I also realized that it was a slow process that has to fit in the, with the illustrator's timeline as well. Uh, Duncan Donatiu uh, was finishing his own book in 2020 before he could start on mine. Mm -hmm. And since he had been writing and illustrating his own books, I'm thrilled that he was able to illustrate mine. He was perfect for the narrative and he really made it come alive. Okay. I don't think I had any surprises. I, for me, maybe my surprise was it, it was faster than I thought because it was really like, as I said, maybe two, three rounds max and really small things um, and, and fast. I, I love revising, so I would do it maybe faster than they, they require, always would end um, before the deadline. So for me, 
I don't think I had any any surprises, um, honestly. Okay, so let's talk about editing picture books because it is very different from editing middle grade or YA. It does it make more or less difficult to add picture books than other types of writing. And it's good that we we're gonna talk with Ilda because she does both. So she can tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, um, because picture books have so few words, editing them can be a lot quicker and easier than editing a middle grade book. However, I did often find myself agonizing over what one word to insert into one sentence because every single word has to count. And you want those words to both tell the story and impart certain feelings. And there's just a lot that you're trying to do with such a very short story. Um, and also since the illustrations tell the story as well, you can find that as the author of the picture book, your work isn't really done when you turn in that final revision. Mm -hmm. For example, after my editor and I had finalized the manuscript for my picture book, the illustrator started with her job, of course. And I was given the opportunity to look over her sketches and make some suggestions. And when I saw how the illustrations paired with the words, there was one part where I thought I should make some changes to the story because that would make more sense and it would also look better in the illustrations. So I suggested the changes to my editor and fortunately she wholeheartedly agreed. Um, so while it is true that the author and the illustrator work separately and that authors need to give illustrators room to do their jobs, we as authors want to see the want and need to see the project all the way to completion. And sometimes the editing and revision continues into the illustration phase of the book's creation. Yes. And what about you, Gloria? Because I know you write biographies. So can you tell us a little bit about if it's harder or easier to edit um, your type of writing? Well, it, it's of course, longer than a typical uh, picture book. So it makes it a little harder. Also, uh, it's different in that you have to make sure you fact check every single thing. Um, not just in the text itself, but the timeline, the author's note. Um, you know, I had um, a glossary as well of words that were Nahuatl and how to pronounce them and you know so a lot of research that went into that and making sure that it was uh, correct and also for me I wanted to keep the lyrical nature of Child of the Flower Song text so when I was making changes or cuts it meant I needed to do that and keep the rhythm and the sensory aspects that I wanted in it and of course there's a word count and trying to make sure as Ila said every word is needed it's doing its job to move the narrative forward and that it's appealing to kids and understandable and just does multiple um, jobs. And so it is more difficult than people might think to edit a picture book. Yes, I can imagine that. Uh, for me, I think it was um, pretty easy so far with my books. I did have some, like Ilda said, I had some uh, occasions that we did change a little bit after um, 
we saw the sketches from the illustrators or maybe like after the illustrator decided something, oh, she wants to do something more like that. Are you okay with that? So yes, uh, we would have uh, some collaboration with the illustration to changing the text according to some of their ideas. For my second book, she also asked me if I could change a few words in one of the spreads because the illustrator wanted to do something with that spread that wouldn't require change of words. So yes, you will have some more editing sometimes after the book is ready and after you can see the sketches. But uh, for me, the process I think was very easy. Okay, so Ilda and Gloria, do you wanna say anything else to our readers? Or no, listeners, <laughs> not readers, listeners, sorry. I hope they keep <laughs> listening in. I think uh, I would have loved to have had uh, this information when I was, before I'd started going through this process. So I would have known a lot more about uh, how it works. So yeah, that's my, my comment. Thank you, Gloria. Ilda? Yeah, I'm just saying that I hope this helps somebody and you know thank you for listening and if they want to contact you um do you have like a website or social media that they can contact you uh yeah my website is hildayunisburgos.com and i'm also on twitter hilda eburgos one and um yeah i guess that's it <laughs> <laughs> and you gloria uh, yes, my website is Gloria Amesqua, um, A-M-E-S-C-U-A, some people don't spell it, um, uh, like that. And uh, also I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, on Twitter is Gloria Amesqua and on Instagram is Gloria Amesqua Rider. Okay, thank you so much. For me, it's easier if you go to my website, it's Anna, just one, one N, anafiction.com. And I didn't put my last name on purpose because my last name is hard also to spell, to know how to spell. A lot of people still spell my, my name wrong. So if you go to anafiction.com, you'll find all my social media and contact. But my Twitter is Senora Siqueira 1307. That's why I say it's easier if you go uh, through my um, website. But also, of course, you can go to Las Musas website and you'll find all our information. So if you would like to learn more about Las Musas or our books, please visit our, our website at lasmusas.com or find us on social media at Las Musas Books. And be sure to check out our bookshop page where each purchase of one of our books goes towards supporting independent bookstores. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also sign up for Las Musas newsletter to have podcast updates as well as other Musa news, such as release dates, teasers, spotlights, and more deliveries straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening. <laughs>